Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. A total of 320 people were hospitalised as a result of dog bites in 2020, according to Ireland's largest dog for welfare charity. Dogs Trust said it fears the figure could rise with the recent increase in dog ownership. And the charity launched its annual Be Dog Safe Week today to help keep people safe around dogs, whether it be in the home or out and about. And it wants to prevent dog attacks from happening by educating the public on how to interact appropriately around all dogs in order to keep themselves out of harm's way. Don't be rubbing people's, strange, people's dogs out in the public. I hate when I see people doing that, particularly if it's a larger breeds of dog walking over. Can I rub your dog? And they've already rubbed it, it's too late. The charity revealed that 64% of people hospitalised by dog bites in 2020 were over the age of 20, highlighting the need for all age groups to be aware of dog body language, especially the signs of dogs display when they're feeling uncomfortable. As these figures do not include emergency room and GP visits, Dogs Trust Ireland suspects the number of people treated for dog bites is actually a lot higher. Now, the recent survey conducted by the charity found that only 41% of respondents were able to spot a dog exhibiting apprehensive body language. So the charity is on a mission to help dog lovers recognise when the dog does not want to be touched or interacted with. Now, over the weekend, I read a shocking article in the Irish Independent where a mother of a boy who was attacked by a mixed-breed Staffordshire Bull Terrier, there you go, there's a name you're familiar with here when we talk about dog attacks, while playing football, uh, the boy, who was 12 at the time, got 150 stitches in his face and he's lucky to escape alive. And I have to say, looking at the picture which is in front of me here, it is absolutely astonishing. It is... Oh, I don't know how the child survived it. I just don't know how he survived. He was so lucky to be alive. We hear stories like this every single week. Thankfully, not as many over here as in the UK, but it is becoming more common here. And every week... I have posted on the Facebook page or the Twitter account a story from the Daily Mail or from somewhere in the, the, the Mirror UK, whatever, Star Group UK, a child dead after being attacked. And the common thing is either a pit bull of some description or a Staffordshire pit bull terrier. Always thing. You get the odd one that's not. Statistically speaking, according to CDC, if you go back over records in the United States, which would have a larger sample size of dog attacks, and fatalities. The pit bull breed of dog is responsible for more fatalities around the world than every other breed put together. What does that tell you? It tells you one of two things. They've got particularly bad owners and they're particularly dangerous dogs. So people will say, oh, it's not the dog's fault, Noel. It's the owners. And as much as I agree with you to some extent, a lot of staffies would have particularly bad owners who use them as a status symbol. Not all of them, by the way, but a lot of them do. But the problem is, you can have a bad owner who has a poodle, or you can have a bad owner who has a Yorkshire Terrier. It's not going to make a huge amount of difference. The dog might bite or go for you. You might get a couple of stitches if they bit you or broke the skin. But if you have a bad owner and he has a dangerous dog or a dog that's fairly strong, like a staffie, you're going to take your arm off or kill you. One or the other. So yes, it's a combination of a bad owner, I believe, and a, and a breed that's particularly dangerous. I personally don't believe they're a family pest, but that's a whole other argument. We did that before. But I want to know, is it the owner or is it the breed? Let me know what you think. The number is 87 188 Let me go to Donovan. 
Donovan, you're an Ireland classic. It's how you doing, Donovan? Right, man, yourself. Good. Now, Donovan, this story, I don't know, did you see the story in the Irish Independent yesterday? The young man, uh, 12 years of age, 150 stitches in his face, lucky to be alive. I didn't actually, I just heard about it first on your show this morning. He was playing football in a public park and a staffy attacked him. That's, uh, yeah, look, it's a terrible thing. I mean, it's yeah, not nice at all. Yeah. And we hear story week in, week out, usually children, by the way, under the age of five, you know, uh, mauled, killed, and the common factor is, unfortunately, for the Staffordshire Pitbull Terrier and the Pitbulls, is it is a breed like that, usually. You know, look, I, I grew up with Staffies in South Africa. We had them in the house. Yep. Um, a few of the things that we were always, and we were told to do this by the breeder and by the vets, you have to train them well. They have to know where they fit in. Um, you also have to keep them away from certain activities. We always made very sure that our dogs never got too excited or never got into aggressive games with us, that kind of thing. Because unfortunately, even though they are great dogs and I feel they can be pets, I know we're not going to have that discussion. Um, mm-hmm. They also have, if you want to put it this way, better capabilities than most other breeds of doing what they were bred to do. And that, what they were bred to do, most of them in the beginning was fight bulls, bear baiting, uh, protect people on the frontier in America, which is where the pit bulls come from, as far as I know. So that is in their DNA, unfortunately. Um, you have to treat them differently to other dogs. Like you said, you know, it's not the same as a Yorkshire Terrier biting someone. No, they're a pretty powerful dog. Yeah, yeah, they are. Pretty powerful jaws. They're, they just look, they feel and look like muscle. Yes, they are. I mean, our, our, our Staffordshire Bull Terrier was a, was a big one for a Staffy. He was about 15 or 16 kilograms. And... I'm big. I weigh 140 kilos. Well, back then I did. Unfortunately, I weigh more now. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he really wanted to go in one direction, I was hard-pressed to keep him still. And, that, and for the size of the dog, that's, that's hard to believe, isn't it? Because, you know, I mean, they're, they're, they tend not to be, eaten, like, say, like a German Shepherd or a bigger dog. You know, you'd expect that from them. But, but for a smaller dog to have just, that much power in their legs and their body to pull you like that. Pure muscle, unfortunately, and their, their brain is just is geared slightly differently to, you know, for example, what we consider a normal pet. Um, and unfortunately, when they when they do decide to go, um, they do a much better slash worse job than any other kind of dog. Last week uh, in the UK, another baby, uh, eighteen months, was uh, mauled to death by a staffy as well. And, and and only two days beforehand, they posted a picture online or well, a short time before, how they post a picture online of the baby sitting on the bed with the staffy. So oh, that's just looking for trouble in my opinion. Yeah, well, I just don't understand it. I don't uh, get I'm, it. I mean, when we had ours as well-trained as they were and as well as we knew them, um, if young kids came to the house, we never let the young children play with them unattended or get down on the ground with them or to the same level, that kind of thing. You just, you just can't. Well, what's the, what's the answer to this problem when we look at the stats? And the stats are clear. By the way, the staff, I'm not saying it's the most likely dog to bite you because according to statistics, by the way, uh, a collie, uh, or, uh, I think it is, yeah, the, you know, the kind of lassie type dog, yes. they, they're yeah. most likely to bite. Um, yeah. But now they won't do as much damage, obviously. But they're more likely to bite, uh, I, you know, if you go, as bites go around the world. But a staffy is most likely to, more likely to kill you more likely than any other breed. That actually, if you look at the stats, more likely than every other breed added together. Well, when you say Staffy, are you talking about well, the Staffy Bull Terrier? They talk, see, in America, see, you've got the, there's different pit bull mixed breeds in America. Well, so, well you've got a pit bull, right? You've got an American pit bull. You've yeah. got an American Staffordshire Terrier, which is a separate breed mm-hmm. entirely. Are they not all under the same guys of what they call, isn't it, a Molosser breed? Isn't that what they call them? Uh, yes, I think they are. And then you've got the Staffordshire Bull Terrier, which is much smaller, which is the English breed that we're all used to. Yeah. yeah. 
in all of the UK fatalities have well not all of them obviously there's been the odd exception but most of them have been Staffordshire Pitbull Terriers in the UK okay um, but so so where do where do we go from here when we we when we recognize that yes and this woman in the article yesterday talks about the status symbol of these particular dogs so there's a certain type of person owns them I'm not saying everybody who owns one by the way is a bad person I'm not suggesting that for a minute right but they do seem to be the dog of choice for your average scumbag. Unfortunately, you're you're dead right there. And um, I grew up in Cape Town, that's where I'm from. Um, certain areas, um, once again, we're not going to sort of go, go into what areas and where, but certain kinds of people, it's the same thing as here, and I've seen the people here walking with the dogs, and it's the same kind of people in South Africa. Um, they've got these big, muscly dogs pulling on the lead, poorly trained. Um, you know, a lot of the time... Backyard breeders um, mm-hmm. who've taken the most vicious bitch and the most vicious dog and have bred them and they've done it again and again and again. And you, you land up with, I don't know, I suppose, dogs with antisocial behavior and mental issues because maybe they're inbred and that kind of thing. Um, so, you know, it's uh, opening up a whole can of worms. You're talking about dog breeding and that, but, you know, maybe the only way to do it would be allowed to have registered breeders, but you're still going to have your backyard breeders and that kind of, of thing. Course, yeah. And, so, so in relation to the original question I asked you, because I want to go to Siobhan as well, the, the original question I asked you, is it the breed or is it the owner? Or is it a combination of both? It's a combination of both. You can't blame just the dog or just the owner. Because you can have, because as I rightly said earlier on, you can have a bad owner who owns a poodle. Yes. But, a, but a poodle is not going to do a huge amount of damage to you. No. But I would say it's more the owner's responsibility than the dog. Yeah. As the owner, you know what your dog's like. So if it is like that, then... Take, take the necessary steps, or if it's that bad, then unfortunately you have it put down. Yep, no, I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, okay, thank you very much for that. Let me go to Siobhan as well. Siobhan, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How are you doing, Siobhan? Nine, hi, how are you? Good. Now, um, your dog was attacked. Yes, um, our Yorkie Poodle was attacked last November by a family also of the, the Bulldog. Um, yep. He suffered horrendous facial um, injuries, punctured eyes, and wounds, oh. ruptured eyes and wounds all over his body. So how, no explain, let me go back in time a little bit. Explain what happened. So were you, were you bringing your dog for a walk at the time? No, absolutely not. Unfortunately, the um, the gate of the house was unhatched due to someone had come into the house. And we could see, we have it all on recording then as well, and we could see our dog going up, realising that the gate was opened. He literally just went the other side of the gate and was, horrendously attacked. The dog was being walked by a man but wasn't uh, muzzled, which they are legally obliged to. Legally obliged to muzzle them, yeah. 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 And um, the attack went on for about three to four minutes and he was just pushed into the side of the the wall and about 20 minutes later we could see our dog walking in. I then got the phone call. We had no idea at that stage what had happened. So, to cut a long story short, his mouth or his face was completely destroyed. The vet said it was the second worst a special attack, and um, he had two surgeries which were unsuccessful, and then he was brought up to Mead, the veterinary specialist in Mead, realised there that blood supply had stopped going to the bottom of his jaw, which then has to be, had to be removed. So they, they had to remove the bottom of his jaw? His chin and three quarters of the bottom of his mouth. Is so removed. how does he eat now? I feed him. So you have to, do you... He has to be fed. Um, they said a liquid diet diet, but then we realised that he could catch because he's lost that mouth, he's even lost top teeth, but he could catch the uh, food in the side of his mouth. Oh, God. It has cost us 5,000. 5,000? 5, 5,000 euro. Did, yeah. you have, did you have insurance? 
No, unfortunately not. What's, the, what's your little dog's name? Um, Matt. And how, how old is he? He's eight years old and he's a Yorkie poodle. Okay. So he stood no chance. He stood absolutely... No, no, not a chance. He, no. he started wagging his tail when he seen the man and the dog coming and the other dog just completely lunged from Didn't sniff him, nothing like that. He just went hell for leather. And I've said it since because we're unable to do anything in regards to this. If it's a child, I'll never, ever be able to forgive myself. That we can't go further on this. I can't, obviously, I can't get into the, the legalities of what you've done so far and who the owner is, etc., etc., etc. They have to live with that. But but in saying that, you are right. If it can do that to a little dog, God only knows Absolutely. what it could do to a child. Absolutely. They put their hand out to... and. And, and, and look, the law has been broken because it is there is a law there that says you must be over 16 and if you have a dog that's on the dangerous dogs list or the restricted breeds list that you must have a muzzle on the dog. Absolutely, Niall, yeah. Well, I've contacted... I did go to the guard. I did go to the dog warden. He got a fine for €100. Euro. Okay. Whether that's up to him then to whether to pay... That doesn't pay your 5K, by the way. Sorry? That doesn't pay your 5,000 in vet Absolutely, bills. Absolutely, it does not pay our 5,000. You know, my mum's a pensioner, do you know, and yeah. 5,000, we didn't even get an apology, do you know, so he was pushed into the wall in the hope that he would die from the attack, which he nearly did, because the dog was brain damaged also, you know, because he got such... Um, and how many stitches did he, how many stitches did he get? Sorry? How many stitches did he get? Well, I don't, he was covered in stitches, but they removed, I don't know how, oh. to be honest with you, I have no clue on the bottom of the mouth how many stitches. But it was a horrific ten days just before Christmas. Oh well, the dog's because life is the dog's life has been shortened, and the dog's oh, life yeah. has been changed yeah. forever, of course. Absolutely. And, and your life has been changed now because you have to go and feed your dog and all yeah, sorts of yeah. liquid yeah, diets. It's like having, a, it's like <laughs> having a baby. Dosing. We love him so much. That's why we could not give up on him. He's been our life. He's been in our life for eight years. And how is he? Is he all? Is he all? Right? Does he? Does he get around? Like he goes, oh, absolutely, yeah. he did, and that was my fear because he was such a bubbly dog. Do you know? And is I he in a lot of pain? He isn't now, no, Good. thank God. Oh, that's he didn't. Good. But for the for the four weeks, he did go through hell. I'd say he did. Know, yeah, I can only imagine. He up and he had you know, and drugs, and he did. But I have to say that freshness, freshness up in me, absolutely. And what do you say when you hear people saying about particular breeds that it's well, not I, the it's not the dogs, it's the owners? I think a lot is down on the owners. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. in saying that, the way you bring them up. But in saying that, let's say, let's say there was an irresponsible owner with a Yorkshire Terrier that day and the Yorkshire Terrier attacked your little dog. It wouldn't have done that much damage. No, absolutely not. No. No. But so this, a lot this of it's down to the breed, isn't business. it? The breed is a powerful breed. Absolutely. Yeah. And he meant business. Now, I have to say, the man tried his best, you know, to get, get, a, get the dog off it, but obviously did lost completely. Well, look, sure, the dog would the do dog. an awful lot of damage in a very short amount of time. Well, absolutely, that kind of a dog that yeah, was nice. Of course, yeah, 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 absolutely. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm very sorry to hear about your little dog, and, and I hope your little dog has a long life. Unfortunately, it's a little bit awkward, I suppose. It is, and but he's doing, he's doing fine. He's come, he's come on leaps and bounds now, you know, and we didn't yeah. think he would even get his personality back, or he might be afraid. You is know. he wagging his tail and happy again? Absolutely, yeah. That's good, it. Good. Oh, my God. We've bonded so much since I took him over, you know, but... Um, yeah, no, you're actually o- you're overdoing it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I probably am. Well, the kids even say, you have more time with him than you do with us. <laughs> yeah, you're overcompensating <laughs> the poor thing. I am, absolutely. Like oh, well, look, fair play to you, by the way, because a lot of people would have took a decision just to have him put asleep. Because some people said, God, we would have put him to sleep, but we weren't willing to do that. You know, yeah. it was an unprovoked attack. You know, yes, he suffered 
serious facial injuries, do you know, and which ended up blue half his mouth gone. If look at he still he still has a good life ahead of him, do you know? Yeah, and he's got a good owner, Siobhan. Well, he absolutely has a good owner. Yes, he's, he's blessed in one way. Who <laughs> clearly just spent every penny she has making making yeah, sure he's absolutely. all right. Yeah, absolutely. Siobhan, I wish you well. And I'm sorry to hear that. And I'm sorry. And you are right to raise that issue too, because unfortunately, other dogs do get attacked as well as human beings. They do, absolutely. And I think if you're legally obliged for a dog to wear a muscle, please just do the right thing and put a muzzle on them. And I also believe that people should be personally responsible for what their dog does. So if your dog attacks a dog or another child and there's compensation to be given, I believe that's, that should be the case too. Yeah. All right, listen, Siobhan, thank you very much indeed. Um, and that is the case, unfortunately, that it's not just children or adults who are attacked by dogs. Um, it's other little dogs as well, usually smaller dogs who can't handle themselves as well. Uh, but the question I'm asking today is in relation to this story that was in the Irish Independent yesterday with this young child, 12 years of age, had 150 stitches in his face. Last, only two weeks ago, we talked about a case in the UK where a young child, 18 months, lost his life. Um, uh, again, it was a Staffordshire Terrier. Um, two weeks before that, there was another case of a young baby who lost her life, or a young child who lost her life in the UK. Again, it was a Staffordshire Terrier. Um, I, I, I'm not saying it's always a Staffordshire Terrier, or it's always a Bull Terrier. But the majority of times when we hear these fatalities, it usually is. Unusually, sometimes it could be a different breed. But sadly, because these breeds are responsible for more fatalities than every other breed put together, you can argue that it's the owner's fault because a lot of the time they do have bad owners. Because sadly, and as it was made out yesterday in the article in the Irish Independent, these dogs are used as a status symbol for certain types of individuals. Now, I'm not suggesting everybody who owns one, by the way, does that. But so you can argue that, yes, it's the owners. They're bad owners. And I hear that all the time. But I'm not buying that argument because I'll tell you why. A bad owner can have a different breed of dog. Like I could have a Bichon and I could be a really bad owner, a horrible owner, horrible to the dog. The dog could be vicious. And if the Bichon attacks a child, yeah, it's going to cut them. You might break the skin. You might get a couple of stitches. But it's certainly not going to kill them. You get away fairly easily. If a Staffy attacks a child because it's got a bad owner, it's game over. The number is 87 Who do you blame? The owner or the breed? Keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number is 87 Let me go to Aiden. Aiden, how are you doing? How are you doing, Niall? Good. Aiden, I mean, look, this argument will go on forever in relation to staffies and pit bulls and bull breeds of, you know, they're a powerful little dog. If they've got a good responsible owner, everything is hunky-dory. But unfortunately, they don't always have responsible owners, do they? No, and that's the biggest, biggest problem. Like, I have... I've had staffs for the last 30 odd years. Mm-hmm. I'm in my 50s now. And even now at the moment, I've got a nine, a nine uh, month old. Now, I was there, I was down the other day out with, there was a load of kids. They came towards me. The first thing I did, I told the kids to stop. Do not touch the dog until you ask me. Because dogs get very excited. And the staffs are extremely strong and extremely excitable. But if they. Um, the owner is the biggest problem. Like, and, and would mid- you would you let the kids rub the dog? If they if they approach the dog properly, yes, I would. Okay. Yeah, and by the way, for people, the proper way to approach a dog is quite slowly. Don't make erratic moves. And I always maybe I'm wrong in thinking this. People have always said to me, always put the back of your hand to a dog first. Let yeah. it sniff your hand. Yeah. Let the dog sniff the back of your hand because if you if you if you put your hand towards a dog with an open hand, if it's a dog that's been badly treated, he thinks it's a slap that's coming. Yeah. So they say, give him the back of his hand. But it's, the first thing I, I totally is, I get the kids to ask permission. And I, now, 
I've, I've done it a few times. Like, and they come and they ask, like, "Can I pet your dog?" And I know what what the, I know what the dog's temperament is at the time. They're very very excitable. Staffy's original. Do you do you have muzzles on your dog, Aiden? Yeah, yeah. I bring him out with a muzzle on. He yeah. has to be muzzled. He ha- well, they they kind of have to be, don't they? Just in case they, they get off be, the yeah. lead or they get close yeah. to some other dog or something like but that. Like I've looked up there, Nile. Uh, when this conversation this conversation drives me mental because like the Staffy's originally were bred by the gentry and they were. Uh, known as a nanny dog, they were bred by the gentry of the, and in the time because they were designed to protect. Kids. Yes, they were designed yeah, to, to protect. Look, yeah, like, to look after the kids. I have I've got two kids that come to my house with disabilities, and the staffy actually knows that there's something wrong with both of them. Yeah, but rather you than me, I tell you now, Aiden, I wouldn't keep a staff as a pet if I had kids. I oh, wouldn't I, personally. There, uh, this is the problem with staff. People have the. There's a problem with all dogs. All dogs yeah, are unpredictable. Exactly. Well, hang on. Yeah. It's fair to say every dog in the world is unpredictable, right? You can never predict what a dog is going to do because no. dogs can get startled, whatever, yeah. right? You can never predict what a dog will do. I would but, never but the leave dip- a dog. Yeah, but the difference is if I have a Yorkshire Terrier or a Bichon or one of those bits cotton mold with two four legs on it, right? Yeah. And it turns on a child. At worst, the child is going to end up with a few stitches. Mm-hmm. If I have a Staffy or a pit bull breed of some description or, a, you know, one of the dogs that's on the restricted uh, breed list and they turn on a child, it's game over. Yeah, and that's 100%. Like, I would, like, I would, like, I was, what I was going to say to you was there, I would never trust a dog 100%. I would never leave uh, a child, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't leave a person that the dog doesn't know on their own with the dog. You know, it's dogs are, dogs are, dogs are dogs. You know, they have good days, bad days. Yep. If you're with them all the time, you know, you know what? You know their temperament. But when someone comes in, and staffies get very, very excited when somebody comes to the house that they have. And have you ever, there. in all the years, the thirty years that you've owned your staffies, have you ever had an instant? Has anyone ever bit somebody or bit a dunner dog? Or no? Are you and being completely honest with me? If he did, I would. Yes. Okay. Completely honest. If he was, if he, if he had done even attempted, I would have put him to sleep. Okay. Well, see, and well, I love that. Well, well, well you're a responsible owner. But the problem, Maiden, is you know, as well as I do, that sadly for staffies, they have a reputation of having owners. Mm-hmm. Who, let's be, just to be clear about it, a lot of them are scumbags. Yeah. You know, but I'm, I'm, I'm not saying you are. No, no. <laughs> I'm just saying that they have been used as a status symbol. Yeah. I lived in England, Nile, for 20-odd years. And they, they, were, they were even worse used bad, or they were, uh, what do you they were used as such a status symbol over there was unreal. They're and then like, they mix the breeds together as well, of yeah, course. And, and that's a big, that's a big, big problem. Where you mix, when you see Pitbulls, Pitbull is a breed on its own, and a Staffordshire Bull Terrier is a breed on its own. But a Staffordshire Bull, or a Staffordshire mixed Pitbull, then you've mixed two breeds together. If you look at any of the breeds where they have been mixing, you know, like it was like the Great Danes. Yeah. Great Dane originally wasn't that size, but they mixed his breed with another dog to give them that great yeah. names and nut jobs, yeah. nut jobs. Boxers are the same way. Boxers had their had their breeds, their genetics change. Now I'm not saying that's the whole thing. The main the main thing is is the owner. If you're not going to be a responsible owner, do not own any dog. Don't own any dog because, like, uh, I looked it up there last. Uh, it was a while back. The Labradors had the highest amount of bites in Ireland. I thought it was. I read an article there about two years ago because we had a vet on talking about. It. I thought in Ireland it was collies. Well, collies, Labrador, yeah, golden okay. retrievers and stuff mm. like that. Yeah, yeah. But, but 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 unlikely to kill you. Uh, I if, 
if they if they if they get you in the right place, they will. Yeah, but if you look at statistics worldwide in relation to fatalities, mm-hmm. and unfortunately for the what they call the bull breeds, right, yeah. or mol- molosser breeds, as they're better yeah. known, okay, uh, which includes the staffy. In the UK, primarily it would be staffies. In Ireland, primarily staffies. In America, it'd be American pit bull terriers. Yeah. Um, although they do have staffies in America as well. But but in saying that, the bull breeds are responsible for more fatalities than every other breed put together. Yes, I would I would agree with you one hundred percent because they're powerful jaws. That's exactly. the bottom line, and and, and sadly, the majority of fatalities are children under under five years of age. Yeah, and like I would I would I would hate to have that on my conscience. So as I say, it's down what's the to attraction, the Aiden? Mike, I mean, don't get me wrong. I I know a few people that have them. You know, that wouldn't be my cup of tea. So what, what's the attraction with the breed? They are a big. It's it's it sounds hard, it sounds hard to believe. They are such a sappy breed when you have them. It's unreal. Like they will, they want to they want to sit in your lap. They want to be by your side. You know. But they're just I, I, full of energy. I, they're full of energy. But then you see the full of energy. Then is yeah. But you must you must contain that. You must you have to walk them. You have to control them. You have to you have to show them who's the pack leader. And um, if you don't do that. They will, they will run riots. Stay there just a second. Let me go to Mark as well. Mark, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Mark? Very nice. Good, Mark. I, I'm getting a lot of people sending me pictures now. And it always happens when I, do, when I mention these dogs on the show. People send me in photographs of their babies sprawled across a, a staffy. And I'm, I think that's the most irresponsible thing in the world to do. So anybody who sent me those photographs, you're irresponsible. But anyway, uh, you, you believe that we need to adopt uh, the same model as they do in Sweden? Yeah, well, it's something I've, I've read before. Um, that they have a model there where the owner actually gets permission or license to actually own a dog. That they don't have the likes of Dogs Trust or Dog Homes or anything like that in that country because the actual owner gets permission to own a dog. Okay. You can't just randomly walk around the street and pick up a dog or, you know what I mean, any of these dangerous breeds or any dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the owner actually has to get a license. And, of course, they, they're then checked for welfare of the animal and any, any cases or any issues you're stripped of that licence of owning a dog, or ever owning a dog. Well, you have to be responsible too, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and, and there's not that, I mean, on the muzzle thing, I think it's it's down to, um, when the guards would say it's, it's the dog warden, and when was, when was the last time anyone so seen I, I've, I've never seen a dog warden in my life. No. No. I'm sure they no. exist, by the way. I, I, think there's, I think there's a couple of them. Yeah, but I've it, never it, seen one. But there's no enforcement from, like, I mean, I don't know if the guards have the powers to say to somebody... Look, well, they do. I mean, it's the law. So the guards yeah. do have the power to say something, but they just, the guards, it's one of those laws that the guards tend not to enforce because there's dog wardens there to enforce it. Yeah, well, when, when was the last time you seen a dog well, warden? Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I've never seen it. I don't, I'm sure they exist, as I said. I don't know. Ashley, can you find out for me how many dog wardens there is in Ireland? I think there's only a couple. I think there's like two in Dublin or three in Dublin and maybe two or one or two in Cork or something. I don't know. I'd, I've never seen well, one. I, I, I believe it's, it's an ownership. I mean, obviously, the, the likes of those dangerous dogs, I, I, I don't care for them myself. Um, I think they're, they're too powerful for anybody to own. There's, there's certain people... Aiden has them 30 years now. He's been owning them for the last 30 years. Oh, well, it, well, Aiden's experienced, but there's a lot of people out there, especially in the last two years, that have got dogs and have no clue how to. Oh yeah, Jonner with the baseball cap on him. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, but not even not even that, not even those those type of people. But I mean, in in the pandemic, a lot of people got dogs and they've no clue how to treat a dog, nope. how to home a dog, how to look after a dog, train a dog, anything. Yeah, and that's and the, it, that's the whole thing. Sorry to cut in. That's the whole thing. You have to know what you're doing. It's like yeah, you don't. 
if you're a responsible owner, you don't need the, the dog warden or the guards to come up to say to you, put a muzzle on him. The muzzle should be on him already. Yeah. yeah. I seen on a kid the one day there in East Wall. I was driving in and he was about 14 and he had a lead and he had a staffy on the end of it and the staffy was pulling him along. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's also illegal. You have to be over the age of 16 before you're allowed to have a dog on the restricted breed list. I'll tell, you, I'll, I'll tell you a funny story today. I had to call to a, I, I'm a sales rep and I called to a store today and their sanitizer station at the front door was after being destroyed over the weekend that a dog had dragged it across the road. Um, dragged the sanitizer station across yeah. the road, right? I, I couldn't believe it because this is a big steel unit. And I said, yeah. oh, that, that's stupid. Somebody put tied their dog to that. And your man says, didn't tie the dog. Dog come in, tuck it in this mountain, ran off it. <laughs> <laughs> big, big pit bull type thing. He says, God forbid if it was a child. He says, like, and what was, the attraction was obviously the alcohol, was it? Oh, God knows. <laughs> it destroyed the unit. Like, I had to replace the unit. But, yeah. I wonder why he attacked the, the unit. Maybe it, was the, maybe it was the alcohol, because there is alcohol in those things. Big steel bar and, and a big plate on the bottom that you can't run I know, off. Yeah, I know the ones, yeah. <laughs> yeah obviously that was More than likely now he was bored. He was bored, exactly. Yeah. When a dog and does the, stuff like that, it's usually because they're frustrated or bored. Yeah. The owner's probably gone, gone in someplace and, and he's followed them and they don't know. Either they know or they didn't know. Like, you see it, uh, you see people going, they tie the dog up outside. The dog, like, a, dog's, a dog doesn't know what a minute is and he doesn't know what an hour is. So if you're only gone for two minutes... That's in his life. That's you a just, lifetime. You, you yeah. just left him. And he's there like, oh my God, I'm here. I'm, I'm tied onto this and what's going to happen? I'm not staying here. And and I wouldn't, I don't do it. Like if I, if I have to go into a shop or something, if I have my daughter with me, my wife, whatever, I get them to hold the, because we have a Bichon as well. And how does the Bichon get on with the staff? Great. Okay, they don't fight. They they are you not worried that the bees arm will become they don't dental to, floss? No. Well, like I said, they're, they've been together since they were born. They, they okay. were both got around the same age. Like, I, we would still be wary of him because he is big. He is stronger than her. And But she's usually the instigator of, of any bit of dog fighting that goes on between them. Like, okay, well, look, I, I'm running out of time. Sorry, I forgot you a bit short there, Aiden. Uh, thanks for that, Mark, as well. Keep texting, keep WhatsApping, numbers 087 uh, There's a bit of audio coming in there on WhatsApp, too. Let me just play that for you, too, before we get to the I break. agree to a certain extent on the um, owner versus breed of dog argument. Um, Staffordshire Bull Terriers used to be called nursing dogs, and a proper pedigree Staffordshire Bull Terrier I would have around my kids, no problem, all day long seven days a week twice on a Sunday but it's when people start breeding them mix them with other dogs like Staffordshire's mixed with pit bulls and things like that that's when they turn and also when people have them as these status dogs people going around thinking they're big and hard with a Staffy or a bull bulldog or a pit bull next to them if you have a dog perfectly right and you treat it well it won't turn that's absolute and utter nonsense. I'm sorry to interrupt you there, pal. Um, I know people who are good owners. They have good dogs. For some reason, maybe a kid pulls the dog's tail. I don't know. Pulls his ear. It blows in his ear or something. I don't know. And the dog can just turn like that. Every dog is unpredictable. I completely disagree with you. Let me go to Hannah. Hannah, you're in Ireland's Classic Hits. Hannah, you work in the veterinary industry. Hi, Niall. Yeah, I, I do indeed. And um, what, what, yeah. what do you think when you talk when we talk about restricted breeds, particularly staffies, I suppose, at the moment we are talking about, because they tend to be in the news quite a lot for all the wrong reasons. 
unfortunately, yeah, and it's it's it is sad. Like, and I can see both sides of the arguments. Um, personally, I do feel like it's it is on the owner, um, and the type of people that have these dogs because you know I've I've met some lovely staffies, great temperament, um, uh, but as you said yourself, every dog is unpredictable. You just don't know. Um, I, I suppose the problem now is that there's more of these dangerous breeds coming into the country um, and I've just noticed it more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, the, and where, where are they coming from, the UK? Uh, as far as I know, there's this breed called an American Bully. You can get an American Bully XL. And, uh, oh, I've seen the XL ones, yeah. yeah I mean, they're yeah, huge, yeah. There's, there's a lot of these different Bully breeds Um and I, I, I've seen a lot of them because, unfortunately, with these dogs, they tend to have quite a few health problems, which which is another issue as well. Um, is that because they're crossbreeding, of course? Yeah, yeah. Genetically, yeah, they have health yeah, issues. You yeah, know, you sometimes you don't know where these dogs are coming from, and then you have these irresponsible owners who decide to breed them again. And I think that's why they're bringing them into the country, is so that... They can be bred here and sold on. And are they, are they breeding those XLs and all these? Are they breeding them for fighting purposes? I don't think, from what I've seen, I don't think it's it's really for that purpose. Um, as you said yourself, I do think a lot of it is a kind of certain... Status symbol. Look. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, an extension uh, to the manhood, so to speak. Yeah, yes. yeah exactly. Um, so I just think there's these guys coming in with these big dogs um, they're getting all these tests done to make sure that the dog is, you know, ready to be bred. And, um, and you know, I mentioned in the text as well that there, there's, there is a clinic um, in the country that is doing these tests. And um, mm-hmm. how, how it's allowed to go ahead, I don't know, because, you know, we... we so what, what, are they, what are they the tests testing for, for genetics, is it? So it, it's kind of reproduction tests. Um, so you would test to see, you would take blood samples to see if the dog is, you know, ready to be bred, if, if she's ready to take the dog. Right. Um, and also the males can be tested as well to, to check the fertility of them. Um, when, when, I, when I said earlier on that I didn't accept it was just the owner, I know a lot of people would use the argument just the owner. Yeah. Like you can have a bad owner of every breed. Um, but unfortunately for this particular breed, because they're such a muscular, strong breed, they can do a lot more damage when they have a bad owner. Uh, and that's the problem, yeah. yeah. Mm. It, it can cause serious problems. Um, I'm, I'm sadly seeing far too many stories these days of uh, staffies, bullies on the loose and just coming up and attacking innocent dogs. and Or innocent you know, children, as the case may be. And this is the article in the yeah, Irish Independent. Worse, Did you see you know, the article in the Irish Independent there yesterday? That young boy, he was 13 years of age, 150 stitches in his face. I actually didn't that? see that one, yeah. but Jesus, it's, it's just horrific. Um, and all these things can be avoided. And I think another issue is the laws in this country regarding animal welfare um, and, and, you know, the responsibility of the owners. Like, why why would they care if, if their dog attacks another dog and, you know, all they have to pay is a hundred euro fine, like that woman was, was talking about her dog that was attacked earlier. Her dog, yeah, yeah. Um like there's there's no consequences for these people and no one really seems to care. Well, you should, I believe you should be personally responsible. For example, her vet bills are five thousand euro. If that was in America, by the way, you'd take a civil case against the person and you'd sue them you, for the five thousand euro. Uh, absolutely. And and you'd think that's what we'd be doing here. Um, but unfortunately, the, the laws just aren't tight enough and mm-hmm. people are getting away with this. 
So what's the answer? Just for I, I've got about fifty seconds, Hannah. What's the answer? We we already have a restricted breed list which has rules and regulations. You must yeah. be over sixteen. The dog has to be muzzled, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, right? So should we bring in some sort of licensing for restricted breeds? I do think so. I mean, like there is the whole licensing out there at the moment. Uh, you know, you have to have your dog license, and this so nobody checks it. That's it. Um, I know now that if your dog ends up in the pound, they won't give it back to you. You're fine if you don't have the license. But I mean, all these these different rules that they have. Nobody. I mean, I've had a dog. I've had dogs for whatever thirty years, forty years. No one's ever asked me for a license ever. Which which is I know I've always had one. By the way, can I point out? Yeah, yeah. But nobody's ever asked me for one. I've never been checked. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I've, like myself, I've had dogs all my life and I don't think I've been asked once. Um, so do, vet, do vets even ask a person? Surely that that would be the first port of call, wouldn't it be, to say to vets, well, look, you would can think, you ask people if they got their dog? Yeah, license? you would think. Um, yeah. But no, I think the main thing now would be like the microchipping, but sure. Well, the microchipping, again, is useless unless you go online and update it if you've moved house or whatever. But that's kind of useless as well. I mean, nowadays we should have better technology where we can put a chip in that actually has all the information on it without having to go to a website and check it yeah, again. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, so there's just many different ways in that, you yeah. know, the country can be a bit more responsible for what's going on Absolutely. and Absolutely. Uh, campaign for a kind of harsher laws there. Okay, well listen, Hannah, I've run out of time. Thank you very much indeed. appreciate you coming oh, on the air. All right. no Thanks, Thanks, you have a good day. There you go, Hannah, who's in the veterinary industry. I believe that we should change the laws. We should actually enforce the laws we currently have and also in relation to microchipping, lots of improvements could be made in that department. Absolutely. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Violence,